That is the WhatsApp number. Keep them coming. Thank you very much, Sia, down in Cape Town, touching on the fact that who are the advisors to government? Who is informing strategy around how we deal with the times that we find ourselves in? And I've got to say, Sia, I agree with you. You know, um, I do sometimes feel that not that we're rudderless, but that who? what's the plan? What's the big plan? Do we have a five-year plan? Do we have a 10-year plan? And if so, how far along are we on implementing it? Because for me, sometimes it feels like we lurch from crisis to crisis um, and we're putting out fires, you know, versus being preemptive and thinking big picture. Um, You also made a great point about the impact that COVID has had on all of us um, and how so many people's lives were devastated economically and otherwise um, and how what is the plan to recover from that how do we recover from the last two and a half years um, so I absolutely hear your points thank you so much for sending through your voice note you're still on Metro FM talk um, and we are about to take that conversation around the impact of high prices to a group that does some amazing work the Peter Maritzburg Economic Justice and Dignity Group founded in 2018 we're going to be speaking to program director Mervyn Abrams about how the consumer price inflation, which we were just touching on, has risen to a 13-year high. What does that mean for food prices? Um, And I'll keep saying this, I don't know how much more we can absorb. How much more of these increases can we actually take on? Because salaries aren't going up, everything else is going up. Uh, You're getting far less when you walk out of the supermarket for your money um and and what how do how do we fix this how do we fix this you know everyone should be able to eat everyone should be able to afford a meal um a decent healthy meal and how do we do that so i want to welcome you mervyn good evening and welcome to metro fm talk Good evening, Melanie, and good evening to all your listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, let's just start, let's just jump right in there. So, you guys have done this household affordability index. What what is that looking like? What like what is the rate of food price increases in South Africa, especially over the last two years? So, Melanie, our basket of forty four very very basic foods, which includes things like maize meal and rice and and samp and and carrots and potatoes and a bit of chicken and so on. That basket of 44 foods uh, have increased by 13.6% year on year and now stands at 4,688 rand, about 1,000 rand more than the national minimum wage in South Africa at the moment. That That's beyond startling because how are people who are barely making the minimum wage eating yes so 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 essentially what what it means is of course that the national minimum wage is much too low for people to live in any sense of dignity because uh, uh you know households tell us they 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 have a list of four priority items the first thing is of course transport because you know, the worker has to get to work, otherwise that wage is lost to the household. And there we have seen taxi fares just on the 1st of July increase by 7%. Mm-hmm. The second thing that they prioritize is electricity. And we had, because of, of security and for many other reasons, for cooking and, and for all of those, and we have seen in the 1st of July a 10% increase in electricity in most municipalities. Mm-hmm. Then they, are, they, they, they have to prioritize debt servicing because money runs out 
after two weeks or so, and then they have to get a loan. So if they haven't paid back the previous, they're not going to get the next loan. So they have to pay the interest on, on that loan. And of course, with the, with, the, with the Reserve Bank increasing interest rates massively at the moment, that has also gone up. And only then, the fourth area of priority is food. And there we had seen food increase by about 13%. So the South African consumer just can take no more. In fact, what most households are doing is they are cutting back on the amount of food and the quality of food that they're eating. And, of course, that is very bad for our economy in future because our economy is dependent on healthy, innovative people who can actually drive an economy. So, so we are actually in a very, very difficult place at the moment. This is Mervyn Abrams, Program Director at the Peter Madsberg Economic Justice and Dignity Group here on Metro FM Talk. We're going to take a small break and then we'll be right back. Uh, stay with us. Welcome back, Metro FM Talk on Metro FM with me, Melanie Bala. It's nine minutes to eight. We're chatting to Program Director at the Peter Meyersbeck Economic Justice and Dignity Group, Mervyn Abrams. And just before the break, you were telling us about how out of the four priorities that poor people have, food is often the very last one. Um, what has been the driving factor behind these, like these hectic price increases? So a lot of these factors, uh, we have both global factors. So we've had scenes of the war in the Ukraine and, and Russia. You know, that part of the world produces a lot of sunflower. It produces a lot of wheat. And, of course, Russia is a big uh, uh, fuel exporter. So, so they're actually quite important for the global economy. And with, with, with the war going on there, it was impossible to bring wheat out, sunflower, corn. Of course, uh, the fuel price skyrocketed. So those are kind of global issues that are impacting on us because we are buying it on the global market and so we are paying more for it. But there are also local factors. So, for instance, the absolute mess at ESCOM is making production so much more expensive. Also, our logistics, Melanie, we, we, we tend to grow tomatoes in Limpopo, and then we sell them down in Durban. So we can just imagine the amount of petrol it costs to bring it from down there all the way on the N3, which is often blocked down to Durban. So, you know, our economy is exposed to, to too much fuel. Instead of on the road, we should be on rail, but that requires ESCOM to be fixed. So there is all these kind of local issues that, that can buffer us, but we haven't actually dealt with them before. So now we are caught uh, in, in, in a difficult place. Extremely difficult, as, the, you know, the picture you've been painting really is... is is actually scary when we think about what is going to happen in the next couple of months, 18 months, two years or so. Um, what would make, is there, let me not say what would make, but rather is there anything you think government could do to intervene to help buffer what we're paying for even those basic basket of goods that we were talking about? So generally speaking, um, in most economies, what governments would do is to, is to make sure that there's a kind of a social net that catches people. Uh, um, and, and, and our social security is meant to do that. You know, the child support grant, the old age pension, and so on. The difficulty is, 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 is that, is that it's the, 
the, the social grants are so low in rand value in comparison to these increases that it's actually not catching people from falling through the net. Mm. So really what we are going to see going forward is more and more trade unions beginning to ask for wage increases. And, 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 and that's, that's because people just cannot survive on the current level. Government is going to have to look at ways in which we can put more money into the pockets of ordinary people. Are there not more direct interventions that government could do versus uh, increasing wages? Because, you know, wage bills are already uh, quite high. Um, Are there not more direct interventions that government could perhaps look at? Well, it's very difficult to, to regulate food prices. Because if you regulate food prices, like what we've seen in Zimbabwe, when you kind of cap food prices, then you can actually close some of the businesses that produce food because we don't know exactly at which level we should set it. So it's, it's a kind of a very dangerous uh, approach to take. It, it is much easier, rather, to, to, to ensure that people have more money in their pocket. And, and, and that could be things like, for instance, uh, 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 keeping the fuel levy off of fuel increases, so 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 something there, uh, increasing, for instance, the the three fifty grant, and making sure that those who need it actually get it. Uh, uh, those kind of measures actually work much better in a, in a downturn than than capi than playing around with actual prices of goods. The MPC is meeting tomorrow. Um, Interest rates decision is expected. What would you like to see? Yes, I I know that that when inflation goes up to this level, the Reserve Bank is is, is really tempted to increase uh, the interest rates. We would prefer them to kind of wait and see because we've already had about a 1% increase since the beginning of January. Um, And unless we can be 100% sure that the value of the rand increases versus the dollar, actually increasing interest rate is not going to make any difference uh, to the price increases that we're going to see. So we would rather expect perhaps a small increase of perhaps 25 basis points if they have to, because if they increase it too much, what will happen is that it will cut off demand. You know, people have less money in their pockets, so they have less money to spend in the shops. So the shops are not selling what they're producing, so they are cutting workers, uh, and we could end up with a higher unemployment rate if they're not very careful. Scary, scary stuff. I think just, you know, uh, the work that you're doing is incredible in terms of tracking these things that make such an impact on so many people's lives. Um, So thank you for that. And then just, you know, a final closing word or a final closing comment from yourself, Mervyn. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know what you had said previously, I listened to it. You were absolutely correct. We are going, we are managing crisis after crisis after crisis. What we actually need is we actually need a 10-year plan for the South African economy. How are we going to resurrect our economy? How are we going to buffer ourselves against fuel price increases and commodity price, global commodity price increases? Because it's going to be happening again and again. So, so we actually do need a, a, a plan going forward, and I hope that government is listening to that at the moment. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time this evening, Mervyn. Thank you so much, Melanie, and thank you to all your listeners.